Hey now, hey now, don't dream it's over. No, you can't dream it's over because we're just getting started. It's over at the end. This is the beginning. The beginning of what, you ask? Oh, well, (laughs) just a little thing I call the Harland Highway. Thank you very much. And what a show we have today. Oh, my God. I'm going to be talking about your old bars of soap. Are you a cheap ass? It scrubs right to the end. Um, we're going to be talking about, ugh, this is creepy, but masturbating. Ugh, not a topic I want to get into, but I, I kind of have to because of some stuff that's been going on. Um, are you an idiot? Are you a, a, a driving idiot? Do you drive like an idiot? I'm going to be asking and talking about that. And when was the last time you played tug of war? You'll be surprised at how recently it might have been that you played tug-of-war. And you might have lost, for all I know. Um, How's your luck? How's your luck? We're going to be talking about your luck, good luck, uh, and bad luck. And then, uh, oh my God, we're going to end out the show. Unbelievable. We are going to the Harlan Highway Celebrity Racetrack. We got some incredible celebrities racing today. It's going to get your heart going right here, as always, on the Harlan Highway. Welcome to the Harlan Highway. Relax. Get ready to have fun. What we've got here is failure to communicate. One cheeseburger with everything coming out. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. This is Harland Williams. I'm a human being. God damn it. It's Harland Williams here on the Harland Highway. I got to have a word with you drivers out there, man. You, Some of you are doing something that I just will never understand, and it's got to stop. If it doesn't stop, I will come to your homes, and I will kick the door in, and I will shove a blueberry pancake in your face, okay? You're driving somewhere, a bunch of cars are in front of you, and there's an intersection up ahead. And you see someone waiting at the intersection, waiting to pull out. They wait, they wait, they wait, and there's not that much space between you and the car in front of you, but behind you, there's nobody. There's tumbleweeds and coyotes crossing the road, okay? That's how clear it is. In fact, if you look back far enough, you'll see a covered wagon with some hillbillies. Instead of this person at the intersection waiting till the last car goes by, which is you, they decide to lurch out and cut in front of you and almost cause an accident. They just peel out, and you're like, okay, I get it. This dude's in a hurry, or this old lady's in a hurry. But I guess the payoff is they're going to go fast, because they're obviously in a rush. So they're probably going to, like, disappear on me. They're going to hit the Autobahn in about 3.2 seconds. But then the miraculous happens. These idiots pull out and putter along at 20 miles an hour. We've all had it happen. They could have waited till you had gone by and pulled out into nothingness and picked their nose. No, they had to pull out, screech out in front of you, just so they could slow down and go 20. Oh, when are they going to invent cars with laser beams on the front? i got to buy myself one of those Star Wars TIE Fighters. 
Next time you pull your slow ass in front of me, boy, I'm going to cut you right in half, go right through you. You want to go slow, go to the zoo and jump in the Galapagos tortoise pen. Have fun there, lazy ass. I got things to do here on the Harlan Highway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or how about this one? How about uh, you're sitting at a light and there's one car in front of you and it's a red light and you want to turn right, but they're blocking you and they don't have their signal on. So you're like, okay, they're waiting for that light to turn green so they can go through and then I can turn right. And then, you know, after no one going through from the other direction, the light finally turns green, and instead of them going straight through, they take the right you're taking. And you're sitting there going, what the hell were you doing? Like, for the last minute and a half, you could have turned right, but you decided to just sit there? Did you think you weren't allowed to turn right on a red? Is that it? What what planet are you on? Oh, God. Don't you just wish you had one of those monster trucks that could roll over them and crush them? Yeah, that's right, road rage. We've all got a little road rage. It's a war out there. It's a war. And speaking of wars, how about this? I know most of you that listen are probably, like, over the age of 10. Maybe not. Um... But how many of you, when was the last time you played what I consider kind of more of a childhood game? But sometimes you'll see adults do it at like the fair or a picnic or the fireman's uh, picnic or something. When was the last time you played tug of war? Tug of war, where you you pull as hard as you can against an, uh, an opponent who's pulling back as hard as they can. And for all of you that said, gee, I don't think I've played that since I was 12 years old, or maybe I've never done that, let me say this, wrong. Okay, you've all done it, and you've all probably done it more recently than you thought, and here's what I'm talking about. How many of you in the last 10 to 20 years have enjoyed a nice shrimp cocktail? You're like, what the hell is he talking about? You know what I'm talking about. Shrimp cocktail. When was the last time you picked up a raw shrimp, okay, and dipped it in the red sauce, and then you bite the top of it off, and then you bite the next portion, then you bite the middle, then you get down to the end, and then there's that little piece, that little piece of shrimp meat, sticking out from that crunchy tail, right? And nobody eats the tail. Some people do, but most people I know don't eat that crunchy little tail. But there's a little piece, and that little piece leads right into the crunchy little tail, and inside that crunchy little tail, the meat continues. So there's still like a big chunk of nice shrimp meat inside the crunchy little tail you're holding, but you can't get to it because it's encased in the crunchy little tail. So what do you do? You put the shrimp meat in your teeth and you grab the end of the crunchy tail and you start 
a shrimp tail tug of war. All right? You start pulling, you start pulling on that, that shrimp meat, and it's a fight to the death, man. Because you want, you like that shrimp. It's delicious. Shrimp ass. And so you pinch it in your teeth and you delicately uh, position your thumb and your pointing finger. And and, and it's a dance. It's, it's a real tug of war. It's not just like, you, you know, you just don't rip it out. If, if you pull too hard, the shrimp tail wins. And then you just get the little segment of meat that's that goes right up to the edge of the crunchy sh- shrimp tail. You don't get all the meat down in the shrimp tail. So you've got to use that little nub sticking out. That's your that's your only hope. That's your that's your leverage. So you get you got to pinch your teeth just right, right at the right spot, and you have to kind of pull and back and forth and. You, you gotta it's, it's like the tug of war begins and and who's gonna win it if, if you pull too hard if you, if you if you if if you if you jerk it too hard it snaps off and you're screwed so there you go i I think all of you have probably had the uh, shrimp tug of war <laughs> and I hope for your sake you won I hope your bellies are full. And uh, thank God we don't have to do this business with all of our food. Or we'd have to grow gopher teeth. Feeling groovy. Feeling clean. Feeling sassy. Had a shower today. I mean, not like I don't have one all the time, but today was really good. One thing I noticed, though, you ever, you ever get that bar of soap in your shower? And it gets down to a point where it's really, really tiny. Instead of throwing it away, you just keep using it. Like, you can barely even hold on to it. It's slippery, and it's it's thin as a wafer. It, it's like, it's probably smaller than a Pringle. And you're like, oh, no, 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 this, I can still do the old armpits with this. And you start washing all around and doing all the various areas. And you're not even sure if you have it in your hand anymore. For all you know, you could just be rubbing the bare palm of your hand all over your chest and your thighs and your back. Oh, no, I paid for this soap. I'm going to use it up till it vanishes. It's not like, you know, someone put a dinner in front of you and you feel bad because you, uh, you're not eating it all. It's a piece of soap, people. I say when it gets as small as a Pringle, either eat it or get rid of it and open a new one. Come on. Don't be so cheap. Ugh, keep it clean, but do it with a big bar of soap, will ya? Here on the Harland Highway. Oh, yes. Ba-da-ba-da. And uh, speaking of keeping it clean, this has uh, come to my attention. Um, and it's annoying and, uh, you know, but it's my own personal point of view. You know, I work a lot of stand up comedy clubs. I've been doing it for 20 years. And one of the latest trends I've been noticing, which is a little disturbing to me. I don't like it. Maybe you folks do. Maybe other people do. I don't. 
Um, a lot of the younger comics, a lot of the guys I kind of see, you know, the up and coming, like the MCs and the middle comics and stuff like that. Even some of the more seasoned comics, different comedians, and I don't really get it. But a lot of these guys now, for some reason, think it's funny, and maybe I'm just too old-fashioned, but they think it's funny to talk about themselves masturbating. And I'm just like, really? This guy is standing up in front of this huge crowd full of strangers and talking about himself in a, in a room alone, like pleasuring himself? I, I'm sorry, man. I just find that creepy. I don't care if you're Louis C.K. or you're a open micer. I'm just a little weirded out by guys exposing that. I mean, you know, it's not a secret who hasn't done it, but I don't know. To make it part of your routine and, and be up there and talking about it. And what, what amazes me even more is people laughing about it. I don't know. I'm not I'm not one to tell you what to laugh at or what not to laugh, but I just find it, ugh. Because immediately when a comedian starts talking about it, you know, like any uh, verbalized uh, story, uh, any uh, any any piece of material, you you have to fill in the blanks with your brain. You've got to uh, you've got to uh, you know fill in uh, fill in the storyline. You got to visualize all this stuff. It's like theater of the mind. And here's these like middle-aged men or these famous guys, you know. And they're up there talking about stroking themselves and ejaculating everywhere. And I'm just like, God, man, now I'm picturing you doing that. I don't I never wanted to picture any man doing that. I don't want to picture you doing it. And you're up there, uh, you know, talking about it and having fun with it. And ugh, there's like so many other topics to talk about. But it just seems like it's in vogue for guys to talk about it. To me, I, I don't know, man. I'm like, you, I feel like you're a bit of a loser talking about that crap. Who am I to judge, right? But I'm, you know, I'm just spouting off about my tastes, what I like and don't like. I'd rather hear a funny story about anything. But you in a room, like, getting off on yourself? Switch gears, dude. Ugh. Anyways, that's that's my little beef for today. Um, how do you feel about it? Maybe you you like it. I don't know. Maybe uh, it's something that that you think is funny. Maybe it turns your crank. I don't know. You uh you want to talk about it? You can leave a message. We have a new phone number now. It's three two three. 739-4330. That's our new hotline. Or you can uh, write me an email at harlowilliams.com. And uh, let me know what you think. And I know, look, I mean, comedy is like, nothing's taboo. Anything goes. We can talk about anything. We can talk about 9-11. We can talk about abortion. We can talk about jerking off. But really, do we need to hear that from you? 
I don't know. I don't need to hear it. Maybe you do. Let me know what you think. 323-739-4330 or harlandwilliams.com. Be a lady tonight. Feeling lucky. Good luck. What's with the good luck thing? You ever get that? Oh, there's an eyelash. Blow it away for good luck. Oh, oh. Oops, you spilled some sugar over your shoulder. It's good luck. Oh, two birds singing. Oh, it's good luck. Oh, oh, old lady just got hit by a bus. Oh, someone just rolled their minivan and 70 people were hurt. Oh, good wish for good luck. Oh, oh my God. Does anyone believe in that stuff? Good luck? How does an eyelash falling out of your face give you good luck? Hey, man, uh, looks like one of my eyelashes just fell out. Oh, no, what are you going to do? I'm going to go buy like $3 million worth of lottery tickets, dude. This is a good sign. Oh, maybe I should throw some salt over my shoulder so I can have some good luck. Yeah, man, uh, throw some salt over your shoulder. Let's go buy the winning lottery tickets, man. Okay, I didn't know it was that easy. Hey, look, a shooting star. Hey, why don't we uh, buy lottery tickets and then uh, go to Pamela Lee Anderson's house and uh, get busy? Yeah, we're the luckiest guys ever. Oh, my God. What a bunch of morons. If you want to get lucky, if you really, really want to get lucky, go to the lucky driving school and pray you don't get a bad driving instructor. It's Harlan Williams. Oh, yeah, luck. Do you consider yourself a lucky person? Do you know someone who's lucky? You ever, you ever meet one of these people, just everything seems to go their way? No matter where you go, no matter what you do. You could be on a road trip. You could be at a bar. You could be at a restaurant. You know, the middle of it, someone says, Hey, let, I'll, I'll give someone uh, $100 if they can get what number I'm thinking. And your lucky friend's like, how about 12? Oh, man. There's your $100. Right? Or they're the ones that always get the job, always get the promotion. If they go play bingo, they win bingo. If they go to Vegas, they somehow always seem to be the one that comes home with money. They get the right girl. They get, you ever meet, I think everyone knows a lucky person. <laughs> And uh, we're all lucky in our own way. I mean, we've we, we've all we've all been very lucky. We've all had that moment where I'm like, "Oh my God, what? I picked the right number. I picked the right color. I picked the right door." Um, and it doesn't have to be just in terms of uh, in, in terms of money or uh, or uh, material things. It could be. Uh, Maybe you're lucky that you uh, you've had good health, or maybe you're lucky that you you've stepped out of the way of an oncoming bus. Um, and are you one of those people that carry like a good luck charm or an amulet or something like that? Do you carry around? I think a lot of us do. Let's be honest, a lot of us do carry around like a little trinket or a necklace or uh, a bracelet. Or I'll tell you what I did. I back in the day I was in Germany years ago, and uh, 
I got my hands on this little, it was like a little pocket calendar the size of a business card and laminated inside this little calendar was a four-leaf clover, a real four-leaf clover. Someone had pressed it inside. And I'll be darned if I didn't carry that thing in my wallet for, I bet I carried that thing for 12, 15 years. You know? Um, It was like my little uh, good luck Good luck, Clover. Now, I don't know if it altered anything in my life. It's, it's kind of weird when you think about it. Um, gee, uh, Tim, how'd you get that new uh, job? Uh, CEO of uh, operations, huh? Well, uh, let me tell you what I did, okay? Ah, here's what I did. Uh, I found a little business card. Okay. And uh, inside that business card, laminated now. You hear me, laminated? Yeah, I got it. There was a, an organic plant, a clover. Okay. Uh, four leaves on it. All right. And uh, it's it's there. I keep it in my wallet, and uh, that's how I got the job. Okay, no resume, no uh, no grinding it out for, uh, you know, 20 years in the mailroom? Well, of course I did all that, you know, I mean, but I, I, I credit the clover. I mean, come on, man. I couldn't have done any of this without that green clover. Are you crazy? Or how about you have, did you have the rabbit's foot? Did you have the lucky rabbit's foot? I used to have a necklace that I used to wear. And this is interesting. Uh, my mother gave me a necklace uh, way back, uh, I guess, when I first moved to Los Angeles. Okay? And it was, a, it was, a, it was from the Maori culture in New Zealand. And it looks like a, a bone or a piece of coral, and it looks like a big fat fish hook. And it's a traditional symbol. And according to my mother, it was a symbol that meant good luck. Um, and I wore that thing for the first, uh, you know, the first, I don't know how many years I was in Los Angeles until one day it was just gone. I think I went swimming in the ocean or something, and it just, I, I realized, wait, my necklace is gone. But I look back on those years, and I was like, you know what? Those were some lucky years. A lot of cool things happened for me when I was wearing that necklace. And I miss it, and I wish I still had it, not just because I thought it was lucky, but also because my mother gave it to me. It had a lot of sentimental value. Um, but sometimes I, th- I, th- I think that, that that necklace actually had some kind of powers or some kind of... Uh, some kind of energy or something that actually brought me luck. I don't know. <laughs> but that's that's us. We're human, man. We, we, we go through the whole lucky rituals all the time, you know? Sometimes you'll, you'll uh, walk a certain way or uh, eat a certain thing or say a certain thing or whistle to yourself or... You know, click your fingers together before a meeting. Oh, I better better click my fingers together. That's lucky. Last time I clicked my fingers together, I got the job. Um, so there you go. Luck, luck, luck. Let me know if you have a lucky charm that you uh, carry. Here's our new phone number, 323-739-4330. Be interesting to hear what uh, the pavement pounders uh, consider to be their lucky charms. And uh, speaking of lucky, holy smokes, I guess you got to be pretty lucky if you go to the racetrack 
and uh, pick that lucky horse and win some money. Well, unfortunately, here at the Harlan Highway, we, we do have a racetrack, but there's no betting allowed. Uh, but nonetheless, it's a great time, very exciting races. It's the Harlan Highway Celebrity Racetrack. Uh, announcing all the races as our announcer, Charles Parsley. And uh, what the hell? Let's do it. Let's see if you can pick the winner on today's Harlan Highway Celebrity Races. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Charles Parsley, and welcome to the Harlan Highway Celebrity Racetrack. An unbelievable race today. The four Republican nominees for the race for the President of the United States. We have Mitt Romney in Gate 3, Rick Santorum in Gate 4, Ron Paul in Gate 1, and Newt Gingrich in Gate 2 and 3. Yes, he takes up two gates. They're at the gate. They're ready to go. And they're off. The presidential candidates for the Republican Party are rushing down the track, except for Newt Gingrich. It looks like Newt Gingrich is down chewing on a bale of hay right at the gate, but Mitt Romney out of the gate quite quickly, and Rick Santorum quickly at his heels. Ron Paul struggling a bit. Let's not forget he is the senior racer here today. And Romney, Romney tearing down the track. Rick Santorum, it looks like Rick Santorum has pulled out some knitting needles. Rick Santorum is knitting a vest. He's knitting a homemade vest as he runs down the track. Romney maintains the lead. Ron Paul limping. It looks like his adult diaper is slipping out of his trousers. But wait, here come some hippies. Some some Occupy Wall Street people running out of the crowds with signs. They've lifted Ron Paul up on their smelly shoulders. It's amazing they're willing to do this much work. They are actually carrying Ron Paul down down the track and Newt Gingrich has just finished his second bale of hay his chubby little cheeks hay and straw sticking out of his mouth and it looks like he's not wait a minute here comes some people from Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac they've actually pulled a limousine up and they've thrown Newt Gingrich in the back Newt Gingrich getting in a limousine from the people at Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac Ron Paul running down the track the smelly Occupy Wall Streeters up on their shoulders and look at Rick Santorum he's just finished another vest he's put it on he's gaining ground on Mitt Romney Mitt Romney will have nothing to do with it Mitt Romney turning around throwing money throwing sacks dollar bills hundred dollar bills and coins in Santorum's eyes Santorum covered with money Romney seems to have an endless amount of money as they near the finish line. Here comes Gingrich's limousine. He's not going to make it. Ron Paul has fallen down. And it looks like, yes, Mitt Romney crosses the line. Money, dollar bills still floating out of the air. Newt Gingrich's limo has gone straight past the finish line. It looks like he's entered an Arby's drive through just a quarter of a mile down the road. And it looks like Sam Torum, covered in money and vests, will not go anywhere. And Ron Paul rolling around in a naked orgy with the Occupy Wall Street hippies. It's dirty, it's greasy, and it looks rather smelly, but he's enjoying it. What a wonderful day for racing on the celebrity racetrack here on the Holland Highway. Our winner by $500,000, Senator Mitt Romney. We'll see you next time. 
I'm Charles Parsley. Wow, unbelievable. My heart is still pounding. What a what a race. Holy God. Right a boy Mitt Romney. I like Romney. That's that's my guy. I'm glad he won the race. Hopefully that's indicative of who wins uh the uh Republican Party nomination. I I, I like me some Mitt. Like me some Mitt Romney. I like it that he was a businessman and that he's uh he's got some real life world experience in, in the uh business world. Um and hopefully uh hopefully he can shake things up a little. Um uh, but there you go. Uh celebrity races here on the Harland Highway, and uh, that brings us to the end of our show, unfortunately, uh, but nice way to go out with your adrenaline pounding, your heart pounding, and I'm sure a lot of you probably did place bets, and I'm going to call the police on each and every one of you, unless, of course, you send me part of the winnings. Um, three, four. Um, let me give you a few announcements here. As I said, very exciting. We have a new hotline, a new phone number if you want to call in and leave a message some comments, some commentaries, some some praise, some some criticism, whatever you want. Just don't make it too long, and uh, you might hear yourself on the show here at the Harland Highway. Here's the number, 323-739-4330. And I uh, look forward to hearing from, from you folks uh, here at the highway. And uh, if you're looking for something to do this weekend, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? Yours truly will be at the Ice House in Pasadena, California. Pasadena, California, the Ice House Comedy Club. Uh, I will be doing uh, shows uh, Friday and Saturday night, uh, March 2nd and 3rd. I'll be doing stand-up and also throwing in a bit of uh, improv sketch comedy with my opening act, Sean Tweedley. And we are going to have a blast. So uh, hopefully, you, uh, if you're living in the area, get out there. And uh, don't forget, HarlowWilliams.com, uh, if you want to shoot me a letter, if you want to check out the store, uh, I'm on Twitter, at Harlan Williams. If you want to join uh, the Twitter feed and be updated on uh, what uh, yours truly is doing and what kind of goofy thoughts I may be having at any point during the day, any random thoughts, maybe stupid pictures. (laughs) Get on my Twitter account and uh, come along for the ride. It's all about having fun, isn't it? So uh, thanks again for being here, everybody. It has been a pleasure. Tell your friends to get on the Harland Highway, and uh, I appreciate you being here. Look forward to the next one. And until that time, chicken chow mein, baby.